The boys are back in town. Here we are, baby. How are we doing today, Hello boys? There. We're doing the <laughs> NFC North, Mikey. That's NFC what we're doing. North. Expect a lot of uh, Vikings it, takes. If I may today. chime in really quick, um, if you guys have respected my takes in the past, I'm not saying that they're going to be wrong in this episode, but just know that I have a heavy slant um, to recap really quick. I grew up in the New York, New Jersey area. I loved football when I was a, a small kid. I watched more than one game a year. Um, previous episode drop. But, yeah, so um, I, I loved passing the ball. In 1998, I, that was the first year that I watched football. You passed? Uh, you passed I, the ball? I, I passed for 5,000 yards. No, but uh, the Vikings did. They threw to rookie Randy Moss every single play, and I loved it. So I'm a big Vikings fan, and I just want to um, put on your bias ears. If you like the Packers at all, please block me on all forms of social media. I absolutely despise you. Uh, I will say one thing. I'm very heavily Vikings fan, as I've alluded to in other episodes, and I absolutely hate the Packers. But to be... Um, to not let that affect this so much, I try to give some fair lines and my predictions. I try to be as fair as possible. Tried to. No guarantees here. <laughs> but Lions, Packers, Bears. Oh, my. Mikey, why don't you start us off? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I was afraid you weren't going to use it. That's great. No, that's all right. I mean, Love I was it. waiting for a better time to drop that joke. Well, no, okay. dude. Just kinda first, we've got to give the, the right. personnel hey, update. Comedy gold. Okay. We've got to give the personnel update. If you're listening. All right. So first up, you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, first team up, we got the Detroit Lions. Uh, so we got the win total of seven and a half over minus one twenty-five, under minus one hundred five. They are plus five hundred to win the division, and they were somehow nine and seven last year. Right. Despite having a bad team. Let me start it off. Not touching the division play. Obvious trap. Plus 500 is not enough. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm also taking yeah. the. Uh, I have the under, but I will not be taking action. I have them at six and ten. For me. The uh, the Patriot way kind of makes its way <laughs> into the Lions front office. You got Patricia and you got Bob Quinn, two, um, two New England guys. They know how to win. I think they're going to be fixing some problems last year. Say whatever you want about the philosophy. Who knows if that alone is going to lead to wins right now. But uh, one thing that I know will be better is the run game. They drafted Johnson, the guy from Auburn. He's a big dude. They also added LeGarrette Blunt. I think they're going to be introducing a new style of, like, smash mouth, and I think this offense can be way better than last year. They were already seventh in scoring. Granted, that's a lot of garbage time. Stafford does very well in garbage time. We know that. And then when you look at their offensive weapons that they are returning, Marvin Jones, Galladay, as well as Golden Tate, I think that their offense stands to be pretty well. I'm going to talk about the defense a little later, but um, that's what I got in the offense. So you know what's interesting is uh, I love that you mentioned Galladay. Uh, he was a big <laughs> fantasy darling, at, at the very least, a waiver wire junkie, uh, maybe a daily fantasy sports guy that you had to have on your, on yeah, your team I, I on, played that, him a couple times. on that specific day, but he only played a couple of games. So having him back for a full year, you know, Matt Stafford really loved throwing bombs to him. You got Golden Tate, who quite frankly tears it up I mean he's a good he's literally what Jarvis Landry should aspire to be he's a great short yardage catcher and he is fantastic at yards after catch also you got Marvin Jones who's pretty good at making average, um, actually, yeah, yeah. very good route runner very good at getting open and that parlays well with uh, Matt Stafford who's a pretty much a middle of the pack quarterback I mean that's not that's not so bad considering that there's 32 teams yeah. probably put him at like 14th or so that's a blind rank- ranking um, it's interesting that you mentioned that the coaching change with the Patriot way you got Matt Patricia uh, the one thing that I will bring up I have the Lions at 8 and 8 and honestly a part of that is that Matt, Matt Patricia is part of the Belichick coaching tree 
and if we look, not a lot of not a lot of his coordinators go on to be successful head coaches. One thing that yeah, you mentioned the uh, the run <coughs> the run game. It can only really go up. They were thirty second in rushing. <laughs> Literally last. They were thirty second in rushing last year. But I mean, Legarrette Blunt is probably the most underappreciated man to ever play football. We love. What him. did he have? Eighteen touchdowns one year, and then the Eagles just didn't give him the ball. So I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, you know, they like you said, they drafted the, the guy from Auburn, and then Theo Riddick as the uh, receiving back, and we love some Theo Riddick. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I, I've alluded to it on past episodes <laughs> that uh, Joe and Mikey every single week would pick <laughs> Theo Riddick and uh, Robert Woods on, like on the thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, it's yeah, always a great, it's a great value play. You might get like twenty points out of them. And um, you know what's actually interesting about the running game? Last year, I was holding on to Amir Abdullah. And I believe I offered them to my friend Rick. Rick, if you're listening, I hope you're listening because you're the only person that I pitch this to. <laughs> um, I actually offered him a trade. He de- he politely declined, and I was in midst of travel, and I texted him very ominously, you will regret this. <laughs> he did not regret it because Amir Abdullah only scored double digits like twice. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Uh, um you know, that digression is brought to you by mybookie.ag. <laughs> you still don't give us a pr- promo code. Anyway. Soon. It's coming. Um, I can feel it. It's yeah, the, the running game, the one thing that I wanted to chime in on is that LeGarrette Blount, I mean, aside from last year on Philly, he's never been good uh, away from Belichick. I mean, he went to Pittsburgh that one year. All he did was successfully get uh, Le'Veon Bell <laughs> suspended for a smoking pot. He successfully got high with Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. Yeah, funny. that's all he was good at. I mean, and that was kind of reminiscent more of his Oregon days of clocking that dude. And it's one of those <laughs> things dude, where... I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, Legarrette Blount would have been a first game. He would have been a a top eight pick probably in his draft class. He was picked late because he cold clocked someone and was like, "Oh, this guy has red flags." So it's funny. I mean, of course, with Legarrette Blount, he'll at the at his very worst, he'll get you two point five yards per carry, three yards per carry, old Cedric Benson type, which is actually pretty good. I mean, we still got we still got a little uh, Cedric. If you're listening, you are terrible. (laughs) And also, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say give it a little bit to the that five hundred record. They're very middle of the pack. I mean, you got Patricia, of course, spicing things up, but it never works when a head coach um, doesn't get to pick his own staff, and you still got Jim Bob Cooter calling the plays. Great name, by the way, Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think that the uh, the defense is going to uh, improve with Patricia. Uh, the, he was the defense coordinator on the Patriots, obviously, and uh, my voice keeps cracking. What am I, 10? The Patriots. Uh, the Patriots. But yeah, so uh, he, was a, uh, he was, you know, like a defensive uh kind of a mad scientist look about him on the sidelines mm. uh, a lot of the time. So he's, I mean, that's like, he's more of a defensive coach than anything, and th- he could probably get more out of this defense than uh, Caldwell could, because Caldwell, I did not like oh. him as a coach at all. He's pretty bad. He was oh, cracked again. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, Jim Caldwell, and to pick up on that, and um, not Mikey going through puberty at the age 25, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim Caldwell is actually a- absolutely terrible as a head coach, so I think Matt Patricia is an obvious upgrade there, but it's interesting though. A guy that's never been a head coach of a team. I mean, you have to think about the other things that you're in charge of. You know, timeouts, going for it on fourth down, stuff like that. It's very interesting. I was listening to an interview with Kyle Shanahan, and he had mentioned that during Super Bowl, if he was a head coach, he would have gone for it on every fourth down. He was mm-hmm. like, "We need to do something." Yeah. So I like that competitive spirit, but that could also hurt the Lions in some situations when they're kind of devoid on talent on certain sides of the ball. Maybe he's giving, he's overvaluing a little bit more because he's never been a head coach before. He's seeing how hard they work in camps and stuff like. That that he might be like oh my defense got it and then they get gouged for thirty five yards on a fourth and one. So I'm glad that we brought up the D. I have here uh, I broke down a D line, the linebacker core as well as the secondary. Honestly, I have a lot of notes, but there's no real splashes. They just take my word for it. They improve the linebacker core, but it's not that serious. Secondary is a strength of theirs. Slay is a beast. Yeah, um, Darius Slay I'd probably put in my if not top five, definitely top ten. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd almost yeah, put absolutely. him top three. I think he's that. Mm. I, yeah. Jalen Ramsey is just blind. And Boye and Rhodes. Dude, that's actually pretty crazy that the Jags have two of the top <laughs> Jags probably have one and three. Yeah, yeah. no lie. Yeah. Norman is up there. Eh. All right, so maybe, maybe top five, top ten, but yeah. regardless, mm-hmm. he's a monster. Uh, a couple other guys that did well last year, that'll that'll be good. But I also have this note on the D-line. Ansa. This is why this is this is this episode deeper than the stats. An ultimate team favorite, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. last year. He's quick. Anyway, very fast. He had twelve sacks. However, wow. nine of these came against crap tackles. He had three games where he had three sacks. He or, abused yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three games, oh, nine sacks. Monday night. Oh man, take that, that away. Bad. He had three sacks for the entire season. Let's see how he does now when he gets doubled. Um, you know, I, I, that's for a young dude. I think that's going to be pretty serious mentally. And that's definitely in his head. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I don't really have anything else but the Lions. We, we literally covered yeah. everything. I think it's classic Lions to be really good on offense. Yeah, the one, poop the, on defense. As the, we uh, yeah, as we dive into the schedule here, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, no, you're going to power through your statement. You're good. I love uh, that deep voice. You're, you're <laughs> getting rid of the cracks. You're just you know what, powering through because yeah. I, I have a nice little baritone. <laughs> I have a radio voice. I have a movie star face. I'm here. He's got baby. it all. <laughs> He's got it all. Uh, yeah, you know, as we uh, go into the schedule. I uh, no, sound like Belichick. No, so it's good. Yeah, we, yeah, you uh, sound like Belichick. The Lions, historically, have had such a terrible road record where it's like as soon as they go on the road, they can't win even against bad teams. So I pretty much have them losing every road game except maybe one or two, but also have them doing pretty well at home because as bad as they are on the road, they play equally well at home and on Thanksgiving, which we'll get. Yeah, and to chime in on that too, I, I know Mikey just said like um, objectively that they are pretty good at home, but like it's one of those things where I feel like even when they do win at home, it's always in a shootout or it's always in something that's like a weird game. Great point. I, I will say one thing that they they really use Matthew Stafford as a crutch. If Matthew Stafford was on a better team in a better situation, we'd be talking about him as like I don't know, like a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Imagine him he, on the Falcons. Oh, That's actually say, the I was, say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the Steelers. Yeah, yeah but Matt, I said Matt, Falcons. Matt Stafford <laughs> is one of those guys, and considering this is a division team that you know I'm, I'm predisposed to hate. Matt Stafford, I actually really like him. He's kind of a bro. He's kind of fat, and you know that he drinks beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like he's Clearly. pretty damn good, and he could get you there. He's not a scrambler, but he can run for the yard, the tough yards if you need him. So um, the one thing that I had is that it's one of those things where you can't you can't really rely on that. That's not a uh, systemic blueprint to winning games. Yeah, with all that, all the scoring, totally agree. I have four, yeah. possibly five schedule notes. Yeah, what do you have them as uh, season record? Because uh, again, for the audience, I have them yeah. eight and eight. Yeah, what I got, them? I get them six and ten. Mikey, I actually got them hovering around uh, five wins, maybe even four. Okay, I mean, because of uh, decent range, but I don't think Patricia's going to let that happen. Now, that's more of an opinion based. I don't have it like. Stats yeah, where Patricia's sure like, I will not allow this team. It's <laughs> not, like that's not a thing. Like, I think they had some good wins. I got them beating the Packers at home. Okay, so if I said this statement, what odds would you guys give me? The Bears sweep the Lions this year. Okay, um, they play in Detroit on Thanksgiving, if I'm correct. Yeah. Right? Week ten, yes. And when do they play the I Bears? I think it's like two weeks before. Sorry, them. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's right. They play them two out of three, right? Yeah, it's like um, Bears ten and twelve, ten twelve, yeah. yeah. I will say this. I give. I'll give you plus two thirty-five. But if the Bears win in Detroit, I think that's a lock. So how about this? The Bears. I think that on the road, they will not be favored. But I think the Bears at home will be favored. So I think it's a complete toss-up. Um, but I think you'll. I, I I honestly disagree with that, and I think we'll discuss this when it when it comes to the Bears. We're gonna figure out what they are. Uh, I believe what um, Thanksgiving is usually week twelve, so yeah. they play the the uh, they play the Bears week twelve and week fourteen with. 
a pretty easy team in, the, in between, right? I think it's 10 and 12. That's no, the Vikes, actually. And oh, the, never mind. So the, that's a loss right there <laughs> that they're the, eating. I, but no, <laughs> I, and let, let me just say this really quick. Um, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, you know what? I'll give you an even plus 300. Plus 300 for the Bears to sweep the Lions. Hmm. Gentlemen, shake. Put a unit on the it. Question, Put two units on it. The question is, will I be taking this? I don't know. Well, let's see. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you kind of pose we'll a question. You can't really well, go pose back. a question. Well, I want to see the odds. Who knows Who knows what, okay. what uh, MikeyBook.ag will give you. <laughs> I, I'll give you plus 300. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. So you're just going to copy them is what yep. we're saying. Uh-huh. Also, I haven't really been paying attention that much. Kind of zoned out a little bit. So All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take that kind of body. I'm not going to take, <laughs> take that action. What? Plus 300? I'm not going to take plus 300 to, to you stand on your own leg. That means that, that means that for money line, they'd be plus 150 each game. And yeah. it's like a parlay. Like I, I'll tell you what. If, you, if you're a Bears buyer and, you're, and they're plus in any game, I would take that. Or that's that's me saying that, that was stupid. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five games starred here. Week three against the Pats. That's going to be a very fun game. Okay, but I'll, l- let me use that same argument against you though. Like, if you parlayed both games, that'd probably be more than plus three hundred. Both, both Bears. Yeah, both Bears games. Um, that'd be way more than plus three hundred. I mean, the Bears. Nah, if you, aren't if that you good. did a two-team parlay. Be. The Bears both? Yeah, I mean, think about it like this. If you did a two-team parlay, what would the odds be? Period. Well, it depends. One's a favorite, one's a, one's a dog. Bet you take. Money line. The Bears would be dogs both times. I mean, it's probably, that'd be like plus 250-ish. Yeah, probably. So your know. line your line We're, is not bad. Right. I just, I don't think the Bears have the, that kind of sweeping talent. The Bears I, are not, say, the Bears I don't are think not, it's going to happen. How, that's what I'm trying can to say. They, can they battle in a shootout against the Lions? Uh, the only reason I'm saying that is because I have the Lions losing both games to the Bears with one of them starred as a toss-up, which, well, I, which I, is week 12, actually, at home. Patricia got torched by Nagy. If you remember Patricia, defensive coordinator for the Pats, Nagy uh, was involved in a lot of the offensive schemes for the Chiefs. Week one, the Chiefs annihilated the Patriots. That's true. Patricia and, and him going at it, that's going to be a, a very fun game. Yeah, and it's actually funny that you that you mentioned that uh, you know Matt Swaggy as he's called in the inner <laughs> circle. That's how we. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was coaching Kareem Hunt and calling plays for that, and it's one of those things too where who knows what 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 can he get out of the Bears running talent? I mean, Tariq Cohen is pretty good. You got Jordan Howard, who's actually a stud if you really break it down. So I think I think this is a great way to transition into the Bears a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah That's so pre- that pretty much wraps it up with the Lions. Yeah, under, but I'm not taking any action. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I'm not confident enough because I think they're kind of a wild card. You yeah, know, the new coach. So who's going to pick up on my Matt Nagy take in and mention the Bears a little bit? Joe, you had them sweeping the Lions. Uh, what, what do you have them at? Definitely, the I have them at eight and eight. I have Matt, uh, Nagy being a major upgrade from John Fox. I have them kind of being like a Rams comparison of last year. I think their offense is going to be kind of like a whoa. Where do they uh, where do they come from? So yeah, the win total is at six and a half. By the way, six and a half. Right over is minus one sixty. So what's the division? Uh, plus five eighty. Which I mean, that's kind of it's I don't a dumb. Think yeah, and I think that kind of sheds more light on how the Giants' line is a little bit disrespectful. I mean, I yeah. do have I do have the Bears over six and a half. Um, that's something that I took a little bit early in the year when I um, kind of schedule them out I have them at 4 and 12 5 and 11 it's one of those things where it's like you know you got the running game you got the Jordan Howard you got the three Cohen um, the addition of Allen Robinson is pretty good yeah don't sleep on that everything that I'm hearing though is that 
Mitchell Trubisky's pretty bad. I heard that he's throwing picks yeah, in he's practice. He's looking bad in he, practice. And I, it's one of those guys that I kind of fade, honestly. Like, he's an ACC quarterback. What, UNC? I mean, UNC's not known for football. Yeah. He's not good, if you really think about it like that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it, will Matt Nagy get the most out of him? Honestly, I think the only way to do that is that you literally have a strong running game. You kind of strong arm the defense uh of the, your opposing team into being on the field for 18 minutes in the first half, and then you get, you know, then you're allowed for your defense to go in and get, you get the Leonard Floyds, you get the Roquan Smiths, you get the secondary, you know, popping. They can win some games at home, but I don't see them, you know, really upsetting anyone. Yeah, I think that uh, another addition aside from Allen Robinson, obviously, uh, Taylor Gabriel, I think, is going to be a. Um, a good like gadget kind of guy. He's pretty good. Pretty good player. I think he like seven touchdowns in 2016, but then only one last year. They didn't really use him. So I think he's him and Tariq Cohen both as like the kind of little wily speedsters. Um, they're going to complement Jordan Howard very well as well because he's a kind of an in the ta- in between the the, uh, the tackles. Give him like 38 carries and he'll just just pound away for like four yards a carry. I think he had a game last year where he had like 35 carries against the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. John Fox for you though. So, look, I think that there's a major Chiefs and Bears – well, sorry, Chiefs of last year, Bears of this year, star player comparison, like you said. Howard compared to Hunt, Cohen compared to Tyreek Hill, Uh and then uh, Allen Robinson, Kelsey. Maybe Gabriel would be the – Honestly, I I kind of give the nod to – I, you know, in a vacuum, I I like like Jordan Howard's skill set over Kareem Hunt. I also like uh, Tariq Cohen not more than, you know, Tyreek Hill. Tariq Cohen's pretty good. I remember last year. So, um, humble listener, if you're listening to me, I I love the Vikings so much. I literally listen to scouts of the other teams I've been hearing every single year, like you have. Um, that Kevin White is amazing, but he will never stay on the field. So who cares? Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure he's good if he's healthy, but yeah. he also was born with. And class, you know what's actually funny? I drafted Tariq Cohen in two of my leagues because I was like, I know that this guy is the guy that they rave about. So um, that did not. That was not a waiver darling for me. Here was right on my team. My best note is they have more talent and they have a better coach. So what did they go last year? Uh, they went five and eleven last year. So I don't think that with all this talent and with all this new everything and this new winning mindset, that three extra wins is that hard to ask for. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, one addition that I wanted to touch on as well was uh, the uh, Super Bowl hero Trey Burton from the yeah. Eagles, uh, coming from Nagy now the coach uh, with Kelsey in in Kansas. Yeah, and I will say this one. Oh, for a bad quarterback, the uh, the ultimate, I've heard the word pacifier thrown around where it's like, you know, a baby that's crying, you, you shove something in their mouth. Dump off to your tight end. It's a big body. I mean, you get four yards. Yeah. Big bang, boom. On film, that looks great. I see Trey Burton being a big play this year. If he runs those little drags, those little curls, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is mm-hmm. horrible. So listen, he'll, listen to he'll, a fantasy podcast he'll, around. We'll be big on Trey Burton. Absolutely. He'll, he'll abuse Trey Burton only because, and you know, you got Zach Miller with that freakish injury. If he can come oh, back, that's a, that's a great two tight end set. And wow. for once again, bad quarterbacks like to dump off to the Cohens. The even Jordan Howard's not mm-hmm. horrible at catching the ball. You got Trey Burton, you got Zach Miller. It's going to be a lot of a, around the line of scrimmage things. That's why I have them at 
I have that four and twelve of them being harsh, five and eleven of them being generous, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't see them moving the ball very quickly. It's one of those, they have to be plotting and run Jordan Howard thirty-five times, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they have no downfield passing attack. Mitchell Trubisky does not have the stones to be in the NFL, and it's you know it's hard. I I, I don't see them going above five and eleven. I actually could disagree with that. I think that they got. I think last year Trubisky didn't shine because a John Fox is a bad coach. Uh, and he's he's like John Gruden in that he likes to like that likes that right. 90, 1998 style of football. Yeah, I know you're a big uh, John Gruden. I am. But, uh, so I think that combine that with the fact that they're who's their best receiver last year? Kendall Wright. Uh, who's now yeah. on the Vikings? Who's yes. now on the Vikings? Where he's going to thrive, obviously. But uh, <laughs> so you can combine those two things, and now they have an actual uh, passing threat with uh, with Allen Robinson. And then you know Cohen's another like maturing another year. Trubisky maturing another year. Combine the fact that they got a few good pieces on defense with uh, Smith if he ever signs. Yeah, they definitely did, want to talk uh, about yeah, that. He did Amos and Floyd, and they have a few. I mean, they're not like an elite. And Alvin Kamara as well, right? Alvin Kamara? No, no. the Saints do. Uh, Prince. <laughs> that is <laughs> oh, Prince <laughs> Amu Kamara. Oh, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> not the Alvin Kamara. No, but uh, I, I will say this to, to kind of combat that as well. The Allen Robinson edition is nice if you have a real quarterback. I, honestly, from everything that I'm hearing, is Mr. Rubisky is bad. I mean, I mean, he played eight games last year, though. Yeah, but from what I'm hearing in camp, though, is that he looks horrible. Yeah, he well, is not good. I mean, it's not good, man. What? What? Oh, no, Trubisky? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no, I'm just no. saying I haven't met 8-8, eight and, eight and I have also heard that, that he's pooped. Yeah, and honestly, I, I've heard a lot of people say that quarterback's the most important position in all sports, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you can't move the ball up the field, if you can't throw outside the numbers, what good is it having Allen Robinson? What, what good is it having Randy Moss and Jerry Rice in the prime? Mitchell Trubisky can't reach them. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him play a few more games before doing that. Absolutely. The jury's still out on that. But like it, that it, Monday night game against your beloved Vikings, he looked very that, good. That was his first way. game, though. That was his first game. So, so yeah, if you have them going 4-12 and 12 or 5-11, and 11, where are you crediting? So you think that the new pieces don't matter is pretty much what you're saying. Or do you think that Trubisky's just going to regress from what people people have him progressing? you think he's going to regress? Yeah, for the most part, I have him as um, I'm kind of chalking him up to what his real potential is, and that's not a very good quarterback. I mean, I have them giving, I have them winning some gimme games, um, home against Tampa Bay, on the road in Miami, um, on the road in Buffalo, maybe the Jets game, and then other than that, I mean, listen to their finishing schedule. Home against the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings are a pretty pretty good team. Bias aside, I mean, all right, hold on. Let's take it from Thanksgiving. I mean, you got or not Thanksgiving. You got the the Sunday before. You got the Lions. You got Vikings. Thanksgiving short week against the Lions. You got in the in New York against the Giants. You got. I mean, if you listen to our previous episode, we have the Giants pretty high. We got. Against the Rams, against the Packers in San Francisco, in Minnesota. I mean, realistically, really I see them losing out from Tough from week schedule. ten on. I also they, have that. Yeah, they have to win. I mean, Joe, where do you, where do you see them getting eight wins? They have, to, have, they have to win out they have to, some to start win, the game. I think they have some winnable games early. I have them beating the as we talked about the Lions on the road because that's also a short week for the Lions. And I think that the Lions or the, uh, yeah. the Bears, the Bears defense was asked to do a lot this year. This is one of the notes that I had that I wanted to make sure we talked about. 
Um, they, they, they were asked to do a lot, and they still weren't that bad. I think that they are going to stop the Lions times 10 in that game. Um, I have them losing against the Giants. I have them beating, I'm sorry, yeah, beating the Packers in Week 15 at home. Just a division game. I think they toss it up. And I think the Niners are going to be a little bit overrated. So I have them taking three of those. More of, like, spot matchups, not exactly talent. But situational games. Let me just say two things, though. If San Francisco is kind of online with what Vegas is projecting them, that Week 16 game is going to be for the 49ers to make the playoffs for the title, or yeah. to make a wild card. I don't think that the Bears, who will be middling around the the even if you're being generous, the the six win, seven win mark, Bears are not playing for a playoff spot in Week 16. And then uh, just a nice little fun fact that I'm going to add in: they played the Vikings. In Minnesota for the third year in a row, Week 17. I don't know why the schedule makers think that's going to be a playoff implication game, but I mean, I don't see it happening. I, I see them losing out. Um, I don't think pretty it's easily to say that they beat the Vikings just because the Vikings could be 12 and three at that point. The Vikings would lock it up at that point. I think. It's it's possible, but if you take last year, the last two years' uh, stats, I mean, one year they weren't playing for the playoffs. Last year they were already in on Week 17 and they beat the Bears because they don't have any talent. Yeah. So. So yeah, I, I think that uh, the under is the play here just because you can get a plus 140 um, and the over is minus 160. So I don't think there's enough value in the over. Yeah, wait till it moves. Yeah. Also, really quick, too, they, they have their bye week a week five. So for the last yeah. couple, well, for the for the majority of the season, they're playing with no bye week. Um, having late bye weeks kind of help get rehab from injuries late in the year where you can kind of make that playoff run. Having it very early, um, granted, you're surrounded by two. You're surrounded by two Florida teams that are pretty bad. So, I mean, they might pick up their two wins there. Maybe maybe they beat the Cardinals. I mean, I give them three there, and then, you know, it's toss-up from week. Yeah, I have a win against from, the Cardinals because they match up well. Yeah, from week 10 on, it's pretty much uh, tough sledding. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it on the Bears. Going into next, uh, Dean Catrino's beloved Green Bay Packers. Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> So uh, it's obviously Packers last year, 7-9. Uh, and nine. Obviously it has everything to do with Aaron Rodgers being hurt. Uh, their win total this year is 10 over minus 105, under minus 125, and to win the division, plus 110. Plus 110 is decent odds. I believe the Vikings have the similar yeah, same odds, plus, plus 110. Yeah. Uh, let's start with their weaknesses. Horrible offensive line, horrible secondary. Look, I don't want to beat this to death. Rodgers is a monster. We all know that, future Hall of Famer. Horrible O-line does not bode well for a guy who got hurt last year. Horrible secondary does not bode well. If you're going to lean on anyone in the NFL, you're going to lean on Aaron Rodgers. But still, the horrible secondary doesn't bode well. You don't want to be having to waste all the, the bullets. you got a certain amount of bullets in a chamber for a season here, and you don't want to just completely uh, you know, annihilate that early just because your secondary is horrible. Honestly, the only, the only pro I could find is that Aaron Rodgers, anything else? This no. team without Aaron Rodgers, honestly, if they were starting, uh, who's their backup now? Brett Hundley? No, it's Kaiser now, actually. Deshaun Kaiser, who statistically from Pro Football Focus is the worst quarterback, worst quarterback of all time. Of all time yeah. So with Deshaun Kaiser under the helm and Mike McCarthy as a coach and whoever their abhorrent GM is that kicked Brett Favre out, um, they're three and thirteen. If I'm being nice, they're one and fifteen without that. They are horrible on both sides of the ball when it comes to it. And honestly, I hate Aaron Rodgers more than anything. But he, this really shines through his greatness. I mean, he's amazing that he yeah. could have this horrible hunking crap make it to the playoffs every year and go twelve and four. I mean, they're they're. 
terrible. And it's one of those things too where I, I'm, I'm going to go. Obviously, you heard the passion in my voice. <laughs> now let's let's calm down. If you skipped a little bit of that, you're like, oh, Dean Packers, he's seeing red. Okay, so now I'm calm, and I will say this though: the Packers made a couple good additions. They got, they drafted Jair Alexander, who's actually pretty good. Good um, uh, Madden ultimate team. We Gaunt, he is a, he's an 87 in Gauntlet. Gaunt, I have him on my ultimate corner. team, which actually I don't adhere to the fantasy rules in in Madden ultimate team because I want to win so badly. <laughs> it is literally all my pride. But no, but in general, I mean Aaron Rodgers, he kind of finds people open. He's very good. His number one play, and of course, the, uh, there's a little bit of stank on this one. His only good passing play is when he gets the team offsides, and that's the only time he throws the ball downfield. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is such a fraud. He's not good. Anyway, cut him off quick. Yank him off stage. You've been saying that for like 10 years, and that's just not at all true. It, I have I mean, one point to counter, and then I'll let you go, Mikey. Is there, is there any stat behind that's not true? I mean, the only the time fact, he throws is there any stat that that is true? The only, the only time that he throws on field is when someone's off sides. I mean, I don't think you can measure He relies that. on that play. He relies on First it. First off, kind of genius, if it's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> another good attribute that no one else does. Second, I you. can't buy that. I can't buy that that's true. But I will say, I think Adams, well, their, their best wide receiver, is kind of a beast. 74 catches, 885, 10 touchdowns with Brett Hundley. That's true, yeah. And, I mean, but also Rodgers did lose his favorite target, Jordy Nelson, who I don't even think, I think he was a product of Aaron I was going to talk about Rodgers' happiness, but I'll let you. But he also added Jimmy Graham, who uh, I don't used to be him. good. I don't know what happened to him. He was, like, the best tight end ever for two years and then just forgot how to play football. I heard, I think it was Romo. He's a uh, Wisconsin guy. I heard Romo said something like, you're going to see the old Jimmy Graham. And I was like, yeah, we will. He will <laughs> He will be old, all right? <laughs> yeah, something, I, uh, excuse you. Go ahead, dude. Something that uh, you mentioned, uh, Rodgers was very unhappy about Jordy leaving. Quarterback coach was fired. The offense says it was the same for 14 years, and now it's got different names. He says he's had to learn five different things. And apparently they have the toughest schedule in the entire football league. That is not good. Rodgers being unhappy and a tough schedule. Dean. Um, yeah, and I alluded to the, their front office being uh, player mismanagers and not very uh, player-friendly. Obviously, Brett Favre wanted to play until he was removed from office like the Pope. But <laughs> uh, And obviously that didn't happen. And, you know, it's understandable. I mean, they had Aaron Rodgers, a guy that they drafted in the first round in the back in the back seat. I mean, that's no one's faulting them for that. But to speak on to Aaron Rodgers' happiness, I mean, this guy is literally the difference between 12 and 4 and – Two and fourteen. I mean, their their team is devoid of talent. Like, I, I don't know what to say. This I can't guy, agree offensively. I really, I can't. Mm. I think that Adams is a piece. Also, their running backs were three hundred five for twelve seventy seven. That equates to four point two yards per carry. When With the, I think you'll see Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I yeah, think. you'll see more running backs splitting time because of that and what the Eagles were doing. And you mm-hmm. look at their run games, and it's not, look at the horrible offensive line that the Packers have, and they can still do that. I think that their offense is slightly underrated without Rodgers. Add Rodgers, and I think they're very plus offensively. That just goes to show you how bad their secondary is. But, yeah, to just uh, develop my point, like, fully, is that even with that, I mean, when Rodgers are at the peak of his game, they're still in tight games. 
I mean, it's not like he's so dominant that because if Rodgers is in, they're winning 52 nothing. I mean, yeah. it's like he's they're still in games where it's like it's not even that high scoring. I mean, like Rodgers is obviously he's a good like 13 point difference between his backup, who is statistically the worst quarterback ever. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's not like they are going 16 and all every single year. Lock that in. I mean, they're still pretty much like a 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 12 and 14. They they're never barn beaters. 14 and 2. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So, uh, probably last point here, and then we'll go to the schedule. Clay and Perry were banged up, and now they're going to be healthy. And they also drafted two corners, like you said. However, corners really don't do well in their rookie season. But uh, I think the defense, especially because they fired defensive coordinator Capers, and they're bringing in a new guy, I think there is reason to be optimistic with the defense here, coupled with the uh, good offensive stats that I read off. I heard that Clay Matthews is going to play a little bit more on the line. I mean, they got some some decent pass rush. The linebackers are always, like, lukewarm. I mean, adding the two corners, I think, are their biggest piece because yeah. they never cover wide receivers very well. Their safeties are okay. I mean, they got Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Fun, fun thing to say. <laughs> uh, he's literally a product of Nick Saban offense. He's a shorter, fatter Landon Collins. Which actually isn't horrible. I wish I was a shorter, fatter. Than <laughs> yeah. I'm just fatter. But, yeah, it's one of those things, too, where their defense has a couple pieces. I mean, let's just say this. Their home field is nothing to be debated about. Their home field is great. That's a huge yeah, piece as well. Like four totally points. Especially in the winter uh, from October 31st on. That, that's almost an automatic win. I'm so thankful that the Vikings play in Lambeau week two. Yeah. So shall we dive into the schedule here? Uh, for actually, actually have them at 10 wins exactly which is their line so I would stay away from this uh, just because especially because it hinges so much on Aaron Rodgers being healthy um, a few notable games there really aren't any you know they're going to beat the teams that they should beat and they're going to lose the games that they should lose I have two funny notes week one I have uh, when they I have them beating the Bears in the opener I say take the over lol because I think <laughs> that's going to be a, one, a barn burner in week one I think Nagy's just gonna throw up so much Swaggy. weird stuff, and the Packers, <laughs> the Packers are gonna be like, "Oh, we got a new defense," and they're just gonna get owned. Yeah. And then I also have Week Eight. Um, Rogers might get hurt again. LOL. So I have two <laughs> LOLs for the first time uh, because I think the Rams are going to poo all over the Packers oh, yeah. in that game. Yeah, I also have the Packers at ten and six, and that's um, Rogers at the height of his powers. And it's one of those things where you know I took the under. Um, early in the year, mainly because I just I need to root against the Packers, and you know it, it. It is one of those things too, where if you're if you're a regular guy and you you don't have any emotion one way or another, just keep in mind that the Vegas loves the Packers, the Cowboys, say that the Steelers. Wild. It's one of those things where their lines are always a little bit inflated. I mean, Packers Steelers in 2011 is probably Vegas's wet dream. Yeah, it, it, honestly, if you want to take it. And I will say this on a weekly basis, you're, you're going to hear my picks as the season progresses, and I'm probably picking against the Packers against the spread often. And it's because they overrate the Packers so much because they're like you get a good line, yeah, yeah, you get you get the, the sharps in Vegas going, like, oh, the, Rogers yeah. is great and this and that, give them 18 points, and it's like, come on now, this team is not they know that the squares. They're always a nationally televised game too. Absolutely. All right, so uh, going to the next team here. Uh, we've it. got the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who none of us, I don't think, have any kind of you know special feelings for. Guess and, who's going to uh, start us? Who, <laughs> who better? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to admit something to you, humble listener. I was passionate <laughs> last take. That's how much I hate the Packers. As much as I hate the Packers, I love the Vikings so much. I've gone on record saying I would miss my wife's 
I would I would miss my my eventual wife giving birth to my firstborn to watch a Vikings Week Seven game. <laughs> I've, the last time I missed a Viking game um, was my mom made me visit a college I had no intention of going to. I didn't talk to her for two months. Um, so I will just say this, and I like to it, it, now giving that bias out in front. I just hope that you've listened to my body of work and that you actually respect my football opinion. And I will say this. Not being a super fan, but just giving a, a God's honest opinion and going through the games, I have them at ten and six at the very worst, and that's Kirk Cousins not working out and kind of having some things with the offense coordinator, the changes like that, not really working to their best. So at worst, ten and six. At best, I have them at twelve and four, with a couple key road wins that I think are a little bit up in the air, and I, I'm sure my panel will, will debate that. Right, I have uh, as well. Road wins. I'm actually I'm looking at the schedule right now. They play a couple of tough teams, like the Eagles, Pats, mm-hmm. and uh, of course Bears, as we know the Bears are <laughs> juggernaut. And the Vikings LGB. at five and eleven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to see the looks. I got them at twelve and four too, man. Um, right. I've always been a huge Vikings coaching staff believer. Look at who they lost last year, and look at what they were able to do. Quarterback done. Running back done. Diggs, biggest playmaker on offense, probably. You can make case mm-hmm. for that done and they didn't lose anybody on defense but i mean dude those are your three most important how else do you score name one other team that would lose those pieces and be like oh no problem We're especially go a starting NFC. quarterback and starting running back yeah like are you kidding right, me yeah. that's that's it's, so crazy i love their coaching seven they got a new offensive coordinator um it's quarterback coach for the uh for the eagles eagles you got him man and he's going to be adding the rpos run pass options um just that's gonna be tasty. Yeah, I actually think I really Kirk Cousins could uh, mentally could handle that. I think he might be. I totally agree with that. I think he is definitely mentally capable. I think that he's going to regress a little bit, but I I'm a Kirk Cousins believer. That's why I have him at twelve and four. Not too many hot takes for the Vikings. For now. I'll let you guys take the rest of this. I, I just think they're a good team. It's but. pretty crazy that I have them at with the highest uh, <clears throat> amount of wins here on this panel. I have wow. the Vikings going fourteen and two. Wow. wow. What I, are their only I two wish. losses? I'm interested. I have them losing in L.A. against the Rams. I have them losing in Foxborough. Dude, I love the Rams. And I actually have them uh, beating the Pats on the road. A few, yeah. a few of the notable wins. I have them beating the Eagles in Philly. That's mm-hmm. a huge revenge game with, uh, you know, coaching staff. Everybody's going to be fired up for Definitely, that Definitely, yeah. Um, that might be primetime. It should be if it's not. But it should I'm be not flexed. Sure. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of their games are fairly easy wins. So I don't see them. are you taking another? Yeah, I uh, actually took them over uh, 10. I also took them to win the division at plus 110 because that's a gimme in my opinion. I don't I think, think that they. I don't know if that's a gimme. I, I think that they have the best. I don't know the why best, they're not more. I think that they have the best roster or, sorry, in the less. league. Wow, I'm stupid. Yeah, you don't you don't do words. Yeah, no. words I think, hard. Yeah, I words think they, hard. <laughs> I think they have the best roster in the league. I think at every position except offensive line, they have a top 10 uh, talent in the league. So you go Cousins. Cook coming back, who yeah. he played really well last year, but then got hurt. He's handsome. Thielen and Diggs. Is he handsome? I, don't know. I have no idea. Like have Kyle no Rudolph, idea. even. And then yeah. on defense, uh, Hunter and uh, Hunter Hurst. Hunter Hurst Helmsley on defense. They got <laughs> Triple H this year. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy, what's his name? Uh, Griffin. Yeah. And then Harrison Smith, Rose. Did you say Sheldon Richardson at D-tackle? I didn't even know that they had him. Yep. Yeah, they signed uh, Sheldon Richardson this year to kind of bolster that defensive line. Yeah, And, um, yeah, just to speak a little bit uh, on the team that I I like and watch and follow – 
it's interesting because they they sorely needed help at the guard. I mean, you got Pat, Pat F line who is a great center. You got some decent tackles in uh, Remmers and Reef that they signed last year. I mean, guard's a little bit suspect. I believe Joe Berger is out for the year. I'm actually looking that up right now. Um, and possibly might retire because he was a backup center for most of his career. So, I mean, you get, you leave a lot to, to desire at guard, which is really their only gaming hole. Aside from that, though, they've literally, Rick Spielman, GM of the Vikings, has really hit the ground running, re-signing everyone that they absolutely They didn't lose needed. anything. They, got, yeah. they re-signed Barr, who had a contract dispute. They got Rhodes a new contract. Um, I heard today that Trey Waynes, Mike Zimmer, who's a corner cornerback guru, so that Trey Waynes has the, the tools to be an elite corner. And actually, a lot of people beat up on him his first year out of Michigan State, pick number 11 overall. I mean, yeah, you pick someone that high, I mean, you're going to throw at him and see if, he's, if he has the wherewithal to, to stand it. He's actually been doing great. And, they, and last year, he was uh, the guy that picked off Aaron Rodgers in Minnesota that, uh, that one game before he got hurt. So they drafted the guy from UCF. He's a pretty decent cornerback. I mean, they, they got guys. They got Terrence Newman. They got the coverage guys. They got Sendejo who's actually coming up, coming across. They got Harrison Smith, top two safety in the NFL. I just watched the clip again of Cam Newton juking Harrison Smith. Was I will say, was I think it was Sendejo actually. I thought it was Harrison Smith. Either they're both they're both white and they yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, and they both the bo- well, yeah, they're both safeties. So I can see how you were confused. <laughs> but I, I will I will say this that the Vikings on all offense huge step forward and here's one of my takes uh i don't think it's a lava take but it might, it might be something <laughs> it's that crispy probably it's a little bit crispy i will say this. cake case keenum playing at his best last year is kirk kirk cousins average game okay kirk I cousins like I'll, I'll tell you what and and knowing that how the viking system works i mean obviously i'm, I'm hoping that they stay kind of similar they stay true to what they had last year so one thing that does worry me is the offensive line like we talked about however Good coaches and good staffs know their weaknesses. So you can see a lot of uh, whenever they have to run in between the tackles. Dina, you can comment on this as well. It's probably going to be, I don't want to say gimmicks, because that makes it seem like they're not good at all. But when you have weaker guards, sometimes you just got to get more weak side stuff going to run. And and I think with Murray, he's the kind of guy that can go inside the tackles with weaker guards, as opposed to Cook is more the explosion, the lightning kind of guy. Yeah, and it's one of those things too where um, I'd like to I would like to see Dalvin Cook get a little bit more. He has a uh, lateral quickness and more of a burst. And I actually heard from training camp that he has a better step than he had last year, and that's on a surgically repaired knee. So you know you got Dalvin Cook maybe being more explosive than he was last year. You got him out of the shotgun runs and the the different gimmicky plays like you had said, right. the stretches and the tosses and stuff. You got Latavius Murray to beat them up between the between the tackles. I mean the guy was a decent runner last year. We're seeing a Saints type of offense Absolutely. this year. A little thunder and lightning. Yeah. One more uh, you know note on their defense before we dive deeper into the schedule. Uh, last year, and they re-signed everybody, so they have the same exact defense. Yeah, fewest points allowed last year, fifteen point eight per game. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and fewest yards allowed, it's about two touchdowns, uh, about two hundred seventy-six yards per game. Wow, that's good. That's pretty. Yeah, One thing that does worry me is the health. They were so healthy last year. Usually comes back to the mean, but I still think they have enough depth to get it done. Yeah, and I will say this too. Um, a, a little bit of that schedule was at home against kind of weaker teams. I mean, you got the, the Bucks, who obviously they crushed. They played the Saints week one before they knew that Al yeah. Kamara was a player. <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta take that, that stat with a grain of salt. I mean, the, 
one of their only late season losses was in Carolina, and that's because you know Cam Newton and the Christian McCaffrey and stuff. Yeah. they had the game plan in place. But a lot of these teams that they played were at the right time, and it was a basically a cakewalk. Definitely a little bit of a hard, harder schedule this year. Yeah, Mikey, you want to go into the schedule? Yeah, so like I said before, the only two games I have them losing are in L.A. against the Rams. Uh, like you mentioned before, I think that's a revenge game for Week the Rams four, as well because no uh, of that game in Minnesota last year. Uh, also have them beating the Eagles right after that game against the Rams. So I can see them looking ahead, uh, just looking past, track the Rams, looking past the Rams game, just focusing on that Eagles game. is a huge revenge game after they got crushed in the uh, NFC Championship game. Sorry to bring that up. Uh, That's fine. I, but, uh, he's over. He's in, he's <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. the new season. Look forward. One more to game uh, that I have them at home against the Saints. Oh, we all remember the. Uh the, what is it, the Minnesota Miracle? Yeah, of course we do. Uh, yeah, so that, I think that's they're going to show up for that game as well. Show everybody, like, yeah, that wasn't just a fluke. Yeah, we are real, especially that. at home. People are going to show up. For yeah, that. and it's Absolutely. funny too about that game. Um, if they didn't allow the Saints to march in and, and score what thirteen or fourteen unanswered points, they wouldn't need that play. I mean, the Vikings were in the driver's seat that entire game. Yeah. Also, really quickly, I want to interject that I just want a teaser. <laughs> nice, <laughs> dude. Was it WNBA this time? No, it was uh, NFL preseason. Oh, nice. Uh, the Steelers actually just covered by one and a half points. Oh, they lost great. 34 to 51. That's great stuff. So, so they do have a tougher schedule. I don't know what exact number. I know I usually come out with that, but the Packers have the toughest schedule. Same division, and the Vikings were actually better last year, so you figure they get also have probably a top five hardest schedule this year. The only game that I have that hasn't been touched on yet, I have them losing week 14 to the Seahawks on the road. I think it's going to be um, a Monday game, a little colder. Seahawks have home field. Not much that the Seahawks yeah, – yeah, not much the Seahawks are going to be playing for, and I think Russell Wilson gives – that kind of pass rush some trouble. I'm, I'm a huge Russell Wilson guy. I know you guys might might not. Yeah, and, and that's actually a really great point too because um, they played the Seahawks in Seattle that playoff game that Blair Walsh literally ate yeah, the yeah. wrong way. Yeah. And it's one of those things where on those plays it's a lot of the same players but just younger. I mean, Everson Griffin looked lost playing the quarterback contained. You yeah. have Brian Robeson who knows one thing and one thing only and that's to get the quarterback. And if you saw about Brian Robeson you got Daniel Hunter who only knows one thing and that's to get, to get the quarterback. When you have two guys so um, I will say against scrambling quarterbacks and also on the road, that's kind of a Viking weakness, and that's something that I always hold my breath when I watch the Vikings play. Definitely. So if you guys have uh, stuck around this long so you can just hear my Dak Prescott prop, <laughs> here it is. So Dean put up the line of 3,500. We checked online. It was floating around there. We said it last episode. I'll be taking plus 175 on the over of 3,500 passing yards. This is just a bet between us. Right? Yeah. This isn't yeah. And I'll be paying it out. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's so just a bet between Dino and Joseph. So that makes two bets for mm-hmm. us so far. Mm-hmm. So we had plus, it was around 400 maybe for the Dolphins to go 8-8. Eight eight. No, that was 285. I had it written down wherever it is. <laughs> it might have been It might have been like 285 and then it got balked and then I went 15. <laughs> so. we'll, we'll check, but that makes yeah. the second one. I love doing stuff like that. I think that makes it a lot of fun. Definitely. Hey, guys, DM us. Literally, make your own props, and we'll take action if you want. That would be a blast, actually. Uh, we'll you won't be totally, be pre- yeah. Don't be prepared for how many units we put up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I think we're going to the Vikes, right? Yeah, we got that really yeah, yeah, we're all really high on the Vikes. Uh, and that, I think, closes up our preview for the NFC North. Uh, Dino, obviously, huge on the Packers this year. Big he Packers. loves them, loves Rodgers. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it. Any last closing remarks from anybody? Hey, man. Just make sure you guys win some bets. Yeah, that's great <laughs> advice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so anything from you, Dino? Um, it's only a gambling problem if you lose. There it is. Bam.